Okay, we're in Chelek Aleph, Parakshani, Paragraph Gimel. So, we started, because I couldn't hold myself back last week, um, the, the Ramchal said that Hashem made us not connected to Him. Uh, this way, we would be the cause of our own perfection. And, and in that way, we would be more done with Hashem, Adam Hava would be better. Now, there's two ways that that could have been done. Uh, the simple way, and the, the, it is the child way of understanding Olam Haba, even, let's say, after a child has reached a maturity of understanding that, okay, it's good when I earn it. So what they understand is that Hashem made them not... Again, children don't really understand that, that Olam Haba is connection to Hashem, so they wouldn't use those terms. But I, I, Hashem made me not connected to Him, and I have to forge that connection, or they would call it earning my Olam Haba, in order, to, in order that it should be better. But the way you can understand that is that Hashem said, look, bang nails into the wall. If you do that, I will grant you perfection, or I will give you Olam Haba in child terms. I'll give you, right? Again, we're understanding that Olam Haba is a deeper zakh. It's called connection to Hashem. So you bang nails into the wall, or do mitzvahs, and if you do that, I will grant you connection. It's going to be better than if I just would have given it to you on its own, on its own, without you doing the mitzvahs first, because this way you earned it. So when I give you the perfection, and we now look at it in raw terms, it would not be a perfection that came about on its own, but it would be a perfection that you brought about through your act of doing mitzvahs. Um, unrelated. Unrelated, though, to the mitzvah that was done, and actually given as a matana from Hashem still, that's, so that's uh, uh, somewhat lacking in the level of connection. Again, it's not as bad as if you're given it straight up, because if you're giving it straight up, it has nothing to do with you. It's just a plain matana from Hashem. It could have been otherwise. And, and like this, it was produced by me. But it's still <coughs> unrelated to your act, really. Um, so, Zohar Ramchal, that what Hashem did was a much deeper Zach. Not only would you now be fitting and, and it would be right for you to be able to connect to Hashem because by earning it, you've made yourself doimitim. He says, From acquiring this shleimus, it comes out that that what you are is connected to Hashem. He's going to explain this much more about Richos in, in a very lengthy two paragraphs after this. Until it comes out that the acquisition of perfection and the being attached to Hashem turn out to be one and the same thing. Now, leaving, again, he's going to explain it, and Mr. Shem will explain it at length, but I want to speak out a, a, a point of what he's saying, is that we are not doing mitzvahs and getting a reward of Alam Haba. What a mitzvah is, is an act of connecting to Hashem. Hashem says, this is my will. That's what the taich of a mitzvah is. It's the Ratzon Hashem. And when we push ourselves to do that which Hashem has asked of us, so we become attached to Him. We become, in, to a certain extent, to a certain amount, 
attached to Hashem because I have now attached myself to the rots in Hashem. Hashem said, this is what I want. I said, I will make myself do that thing which you want. And that has caused me to become more attached to Hashem than I was before. I'm more associated with Hashem than I was before. Like you would imagine, right? If you, let's say you come into a, a, a person, uh, uh, let's say, uh, just for example, a chasidish uh, marriage, right? The two people have barely met each other before. So obviously there's very little relationship between the chasim and kala at the point that they become chasim and kala. So how do they, how, if they want to have a, a, a thriving marriage and a healthy growing relationship. How is that going to happen? So the Teretz is, they're going to have to um, do things for each other. The, the, wh- whether that's, you know, the husband helping the wife take out the garbage, or whether it's the wife helping the husband go give a share by taking care of the house. They don't have to be things that are done physically together, but the things where there's a joint will happening at once. And it, obviously it has to be more than just like a business relationship. In a business relationship, it's also how you build a relationship. But then it's just the business will. I don't care about you or want to necessarily care about you as a person. All I care about is that the business of the business get done. So, so if all that happens in a marriage is that the, that the business of the home gets taken care of, that someone picks up the kid and someone drops off the kid, and the garbage gets taken in and the garbage is taken out, the bills get paid, the bills get... So then that's just a business. Obviously, it has to be where he does for her emotional well-being. She does for his emotional well-being. They both do to create this thing called a mishpacha. And, and as much as they can to do such a thing and to create a home. So then each time that one of them gives to the other, they build that relationship. So when Hashem says, this is what I would like of you. And we push ourselves to do that. So then we are building a relationship between us and Hashem. Being that Olam Haba is a relationship between you and Hashem. So it comes out that your mitzvah is your Olam Haba. It's not two separate zakhan. It's not that you do a mitzvah and you get Olam Haba. Olam Haba means being attached to Hashem. Every time you do a mitzvah, you attach yourself to Hashem. The, the marshal, a, a, a version of the marshal is, I wanted to do a zakh in yeshiva that, that I would give out a pair of glasses made out of paper. Right? But there's no, there's no eye hole. And I would tell the kid, have the glasses, and every time, every time you, uh, every time I say the word the, in this schmooze that I'm about to say, so poke a hole in the, in the glasses. Make a hole for you. That you could and I'll say, the guys who are listening are poking holes, and the guys who are not listening are not poking holes. And then, and then at the end of the schmooze, I'd show a geschmack video, but you have to watch it with the glasses on. If you made the holes, so mamela, you're able to see the video. And if you, if you don't make the hole, so you can't see the video. It's not, so that, that's, not, that's not mamish, the zach, but it's korov to the zach. The hainu, when you make a hole, you're, it's not that, oh, there, since you made holes, you get a reward that I'll something, something. Having the hole becomes the reward. I'm, I'm calling the, the hole is the reverse connection. It's a removal of a, a removal of a block. And here you have to make a connection. The, the, the really... Good muscle for it would be, and maybe that's why the internet was made. Was upload speeds. And if you have like I don't know, I don't know exactly. I'm not saying I'm just saying these words right. right? I know if you have one megabyte of upload speed, right, and you want to uh, upload something or download something, so theoretically you can do it. It would just take forever, right? Loading, 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 loading. Every time a person does a mitzvah, they make olam haba is Hashem. He's there. He's not changing. The only question is, how attached to Hashem am I going to be? So if I do a mitzvah, I make a connection between me and Hashem. That connection is there. It's locked in forever. Unless I have karotah for doing the mitzvah that 
that connection is never going away. But if that's the only mitzvah I ever do in my life, so my entire experience of Olam Haba has to trickle through this one little connection. So obviously it's going to be, very, it's going to be a very slow process of experiencing Olam Now, I have eternity to do it, but other people, everyone else is going to fly past me because they have much faster upload speeds. They have three connections. They have a million connections. They have many more connections. What an Avera does is it tars up the connection. And although it's there waiting to connect, you're really able to connect, but uh, it's blocked. So it has to get scrubbed off before you can experience the Olam Haba. So the person would have to go to Gehenim first, or the Chuvah, obviously, but I'm saying if they die with it, would have to go to Gehenim first in order to clear off the end of the connection, where it connects. Um, uh, uh, it's not just that it's the speed. Let's say a mole, you get sometimes, I send in the mail, like a, a CD, and after you finish listening to it, so they'll tell you, you know, put this into your computer to watch a certain video. So it, oh, it looks like it's one, it's one medium, a CD, but it has two different types of media on it. It has the sound media, which you can listen to on a CD player, and it has vi- visual media, which you can only listen to and watch on a computer. And maybe they could also say, if you scratch the cover, it smells like strawberries, which would be possible too. And if you eat it, it tastes like a donut. It, it could be, you can do various forms of experiencing the same piece of media. So too, a, the, the, there are different types of Avodah Hashem that allow a person to experience a richer sense of Olam Haba and open new access to various types of Olam Haba. And it could be that a person who only did a certain type of mitzvah will not, not ever experience what other people experience. And again, you don't really schmooze with people in Olam Haba, but assuming you could, you would go over and he, he'd say, oh, did you, did you experience such and such? And would be like, what? I, no, no, I didn't. Hey, what happened here? You go complain and say, sorry, you, know, you, never, you never did that. You never connected Hashem in that way. So now it's too late. Now there's no connecting after one is in this world. This world is the world of connecting. Is you're building a bridge, but you're saying the bridge is the Olam Haba. Right. Being connected to Hashem is Olam Haba. Olam Haba is the experience of being connected to Hashem. The mitzvah is making the connection? Is, is making the connection is or is the connection? No, mitzvah <laughs> creates the connection. And that is the connection. And, and it ends up that you are connected. What the actual connection is, he's not saying it yet, is Torah. Torah is the connection. And that's why Torah is treated in Judaism in a, like a completely different ball game from everything else. We'll discuss it more when we get to Torah. But <laughs> there's a Gemara that says, Avera mechasa mitzvahs. In Avera Mechas Torah. Avera can cover over mitzvahs, but it can't cover over Torah. When a person has Torah, that's the connection. There's no, it's not, it's not a stream through which connection comes from. It is being connected to Hashem. It's the essence, it is the experience of connecting to God. So there's no. There's, what do Chazal mean when they talk about a chela? I don't know, it fits very beautifully. There's a diak that they make. Call you soul Yeshlam Chelek Le'olam Haba. Don't say Be'olam Haba. So that, that means that there's one Olam Haba, the Olam Haba is Hashem. Every person has a, uh, um, again, I, what I want to say, whatever, I don't, I'll say it now because you're asking the question, but we'll maybe deal with it more deeply. Every, every tool that a person has, every opportunity that a person has, every skill that a person has, is really their Olam Haba turned into a physical thing. And if you use it properly, so you turn that into a connection to Hashem, and it becomes your Olam Haba. It's not that you are building a place called Olam Haba. The is not like it a, is a chilek that's lit Olam Haba. It can be turned into Olam Haba. 
Right? And that's, let's say when a person, it's a, a moral person either uh, can be, it says Hashem rewards people for that mitzvahs in this world when they do other, if they have a certain level of theirs. So then Hashem doesn't want them to have Alam Haba and He rewards them in this world. So the problem is it shouldn't be possible. If Alam Haba is this eternity of connecting to God, how do you turn that into a physical, what physical thing? Adraba, we know that, right? Kol Chay Alam Haza is not worth a moment in Alam Haba. Which is obvious, again, because Olam Haza is, is um, shtusim, it's nothing, it's not a real existence. And Olam Haba is reality. So, even one moment of existing for real is worth all life as being a character in a book. You're not a real thing if you're a character in a book. You're written by someone else, you're not, you're not, you don't really exist. Someone goes like this, someone rips the page and you're gone, you don't exist. Uh, so how is it possible to have this world? So I think, there's a but I think that the answer is, that it, the reward is not the money, let's say, that Hashem gives you. The reward is really the Olam Haba you could get with the money that Hashem gives you. It's a crazy zakh, but you could buy Olam Haba. Right? Rechnitz and Friedman and all these people who, who spend so much of their money on Torah are buying Olam Haba. They're using their money and being kind of Olam Haba with it. But the Territ says that's what everyone does. A person who speaks well. So then he can buy his Olam Haba with speaking. A person who's charismatic, he buys his alam haba with his charisma if he uses it correctly. A person who's an organizer, so he organizes zachin, and if he organizes tar zachin, so he's buying his alam haba with his talents. A person who has, uh, who, who's a, a masmid, that's what I'm saying, he has easy time sitting down and learning. So he gets to buy his alam haba with his, with his asmada, a guy who's a balkishr. So if he uses his, his kishrainas to learn, so, and to, to be marbid star and other Jewish things, so he buys his alam haba with his kishr. The Hainu, every ability that a person has, every opportunity that a person has, what, some people are very close to G'dayim. They have whatever the father was close and for whatever reason they're able to be close to G'dayim without too much effort. So they have an easy access to getting on Haba. Avashetzika, you have to work. It's not, it doesn't come for free. But, but if you work with it, you can get it. And you have, an, you have a tool that other people don't have. So if you use it, you get on Haba with it. If a person has now $5 million that they didn't have before. So that's an opportunity to get on Muhammad that wasn't available to them. If they would take the whole $5 million, give it to Tzedakah, and make sure to use it well, spread out to the right Tzedakahs, they would end up with an Muhammad. So if you think about it, it's a beautiful Zach that Hashem does. This guy is now not, he's not a Ben Olam Muhammad because he's not. Because he's not connected to Hashem. That's not the way his life is. So Hashem says, look, to give him Olam Haba, it's not going to be anything. He's not connected to me. So I'm going to give it to him all as opportunities. If he chooses to use those opportunities to come close to me, then Hagufa, he made himself into a Ben Adam Haba, and he's deserving of the reward he'll get from it. And if he decides to spend it on houses and cars and other things, and doesn't use the house and car for Achnaz Zarkim and other Zachim, so then he, with his own hands, he showed what he wants with the Adam Haba. He doesn't want connection to me, he wants connection to the air. So that's what he gets. But it's not that Hashem is rewarding him with money. Hashem is rewarding him with Adam Haba. Adam Haba in a physical form. That's the mice that we have. The Gemara says that Rav Khalina ben Daisa didn't have any money to do mitzvahs. Right? He couldn't get tzedakah. And his wife said, Davin that we should have money. So they Davin, and a golden leg was given to them from Shemai. So, so uh, they then had a dream. She had a dream the next night that everyone's all eating on a table of four legs, and they're eating on a table of three legs. The table's wobbly. So whatever eating on a table is supposed to represent in Olam Haba terms, it's some form of connecting to Hashem. Their connection was not complete because it had been given to them 
as this golden leg that they're now, what was their purpose of it? To take it and use it for mitzvahs. They wanted to be able to, right? he wasn't doing it to have a nice house. He was doing it to be able to learn with more Yishu Badas and be able to give tzedakah. Lamaisa, they said, that's a very scary proposition. Because now it was already on the And we're asking for it back. Ulai, you'll get it back to be the same Olam Haba it was before. It's, it's Rachim and Adas that you're going to be able to get a better Olam Haba with it than you had the first time. They're giving you pure Olam Haba. If you use it perfectly, you'll get it back to what it was. So he said, please take it back. And Benais, it was taken back. Usually you can't. Once something is given to you as an opportunity, you're forced to use it. A person cannot say, oh, it's too scary, the responsibility of having these skills, of having, the, you know, Hashem, make me dumb. I don't want to have the, the, the pressure of being a Balkishan. Right, that, but so that would be uh, the, the, an answer to, to what you had asked. But what we're saying here is that again, uh, what the, Hashem gives us as our avoida is make yourself connected to me. Now it comes out that there's, uh, um, let's say two, one taitzah that's that has a lot of branches from it. it comes out from this. We know the rule is lufum tsara agro. According to the difficulty of doing something, so that's the, that's the schar you get. And many people understand that to mean that there's a schar. And then there's like an additional, that according to how much pain it, it is and how difficult it is, so you get some additional schar. The, the reality is that it's not like that. The entirety of the reward is kefi hatzar. It's only lefum tzara agra. If something takes no effort to do, then there is no schar. And the reason is, that if a person is doing something with Anitzah, means there's no resistance. So why are you doing it? Well, you're doing it just mamela. Uh, right? There's no, you don't have, again, the, the, the stop and think is also a form of tzar. The fact that I have to put, the, that I'm not just doing something because that's the way I do it, <coughs> but I think about it, well, I, is I, a form of tzar. I like matzahs and I happen to have eaten matzahs. Right, so if you don't eat them lishma, that's behind what you're saying. Lishma is the stopping of thinking. Yeah, it, I'm just eating it because I'm eating matzah. So what is it that's not in the act of connecting to Hashem? Now, mitzvah is, to a certain extent, anytime you do a mitzvah, it connects you to Hashem. To a certain extent. And there's another part that's based on how much you think about connecting to Hashem while you do it. It feels to me... I haven't seen it mamish in black and white, but it seems to me that there's machloikis, chasidim, and non-chasidim. Exactly how much of the schar is based on the mitzvah itself and how much is based on the preparation and the, the input that you give to the mitzvah. But, but uh, again, we paskin mitzvah is kavan. That means we paskin that when a person does a mitzvah without kavan, without the intention of connecting, that's what kavan means. Uh, the the kavan that's referred to there is not that you know touch of the words and it doesn't mean, it means I'm doing this because Hashem said so. So that means, we paskin, that you have to connect in order to connect. That a mitzvah will not just connect you automatically, it must be done with the intention of connecting to God. Because this, it makes perfect sense why we paskin that way. It's, it's actually a hard, you need to give a shear to explain the other shita. The shita that holds, but this ain't has come up. Right? So obviously that man the Amr holds that the mitzvah itself, Hashem gave it like a school of, that it automatically creates a connection between you and Hashem. We can hear such as that, but this is, having mitzvahs, although we lose out a lot of mitzvahs that way, it, it actually makes our, the sky that we do get much better, kafi the svar that we're saying here. When a person does a mitzvah and they think, I am doing this because Hashem said so, they are connecting to Hashem, so they are forging Olam 
if it's difficult to do the mitzvah, so then, and you push through and do it anyway, so that's a much greater act of connecting. When there's resistance to making the connection, I force myself to do it, I push through, I, I dig through the snow to get there, so I'm, I'm connecting myself much deeper to whatever it is that I'm going to do than it would be if it was easy. And, and, and like this, there comes out to be two zachin, which are, they, they feel like um, steers to each other, but they're really the same zach. There's two ways that a person can make a, to supercharge any mitzvah. Number one is by loving the mitzvah. If a person gets tremendous joy from doing the mitzvah, not, again, I want to be clear about this. I think there's a, there's a zach that I think, I, I think is a big misinterpretation. There's a famous Egleital in the Hakdamat Egleital. So he writes that there are some people who think that if you enjoy your learning, so it takes away from, it takes away from the mitzvah. Takes away from the lishma of the mitzvah. This is Avadas and it's the opposite. The more a person enjoys learning, the more lishma it becomes. To, I, I, I think I, have, I, I wanted. To, I don't have a copy of Agleital, but I would look, show it to you inside. I think it's mavur inside, even what I'm saying. But to me, it's poshut It does not mean a person who enjoys it stam for intellectual reasons. And there's people who say this, and they make it like that. You know, the, the, I remember we once had a big symposium of uh, in the bungalow colony where I was. There happened to be a lot of rabbin, so we gathered all together at the end of the summer to see if we could share some information, come up with some solutions to various problems. So one of the questions that came up is, what's to do about davening? So there were a whole group that just said, forget about it; it's not happening. You're not getting davening, uh, not till till the later years of high school can you even start discussing it. So, uh, I brought up, I said, because someone said something that sounded like something, which one of the things that gets me going, you know, that he said, look, there are a lot of wonderful, excellent Bachrim who don't, who don't daven well. So, calm down, calm down. I said, and, and what makes them excellent Bachrim? What do you mean? Look how they learn. I said, look how they daven. If you're telling me that they learn, because Hashem says so. Because they're just on fire for the Dvar Hashem. And it's the word of God. Well, davening is the word of God too. He said to do it. And, and it's, it's a major facet of connecting to Hashem. So how could it be that a guy is into learning and doesn't daven? So I said, you know what Pshat is. And you and I both know what Pshat is. That it has nothing to do with Dvar Hashem. It has to do because it's Kishmak. Because he's a smart guy and he enjoys learning. So the, so the fellow said, and what's wrong with that? Tagley Tal says that that's the mitzvah. That's chas v'shalom. It's such a bizoyan to Dvar Hashem, it's such a, that, that Hashem said something, He's giving me the innermost, His innermost being, which is what Torah is, and I relate to it totally unrelated to Hashem. And if you'll quote me, and you'll say, right, what it says, halavai, Right? It's, that's what the Gemara says, that Hashem says that I wish they would have left me and not left the Torah. So then, because So you see that you can learn Torah without connection to Hashem. Lamaisa, it says they didn't do that. They didn't even have the Torah. And why not? Because they didn't make the bracha on the Torah first. So how is that a complete abandonment of the Torah? There it says, because you're not learning it like Torah. That's what the box says, and that's what the Taz says. You're learning it as a stam, a, a geshmak hazach. Stam is a knowledge. 
So then, that's called Ozvu Torah. That's not Torah. Torah means it's that you, look, I don't want to do anything, mitzvah is too much for me, whatever. But the word of God, that I have to have. That's the most chashav of the world, that I can't leave. So if you forget everything else about Hashem, but you learn His Torah because it's the Torah of Hashem, so then that would be Machzir Mamutav. But stand to learn because it's intellectually stimulating? Eh. Yeah, maybe, look, there's a, a school of Shabbat and that also. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do. Uh, if, if that's the only choice, then I'd rather do that too. And, and do life, after. But, but that's not what's being referred to. So the Eglatel means that if a person enjoys his learning, outs, that he gets to learn Torah Hashem, and that gives him a geschmack. Plus, if he also uses the fact that it's intellectually stimulating to enjoy doing the mitzvah, because this is a mitzvah that I love to do, Again, even if it's just because it's intellectual stimulating. But Hashem said so. And I yearn to do that mitzvah because Hashem said it and it's kishmak for me. Those two things come together so that makes him more attached to the mitzvah. Right? That's why we're supposed to make mitzvahs kishmak. Right? A person not supposed to eat pre the seder. So when it comes time for the matzah, they're starving and they eat it. <coughs> and it tastes good to them because they're hungry. Because it makes you more attached to the mitzvah. It makes you love the mitzvah. The ex- in your head, when you finish the experience, you're hungry, and now you get to eat. So why, what does hungry have to do with connecting with Hashem? No, since I'm connecting to Hashem, I'm eating the matzah, why? Why am I eating a piece of chavah? I'm eating the matzah because Hashem said so. Why am I eating it now? Because Hashem said so. Why am I eating anything before? Because Hashem said so. So I'm doing the mitzvah, but the feelings that I have, the human feelings that I have, are feelings of geshmakite, so that connects me to the mitzvah more. That's, that's how, how gufa. That's how a person is supposed to use his feelings of gishmak. I'm saying it not lafuke, the other way. Where a guy, all he's eating is because he's hungry, and he finds a piece of matzah on the floor. Oh, oh something to eat. So then there's no act of connecting to Hashem. It's an act of connecting to the matzah. Or the other way. You're eating it in the most boring way. Take it, you have the most emotionless eating. Right. That's a chasar in the mitzvah? Well, on one hand, yes, it's a tremendous concern in the mitzvah because oh, you're the because you're not very much connecting to it. But what kavanas? What kavanas do you have? Hashem. So good. So you got that part. So have that part plus have your body enjoy the mitzvah too. So that when you look back on the mitzvah, uh, I'm just using looking back as an exam- as a bechina, a, a, a way of testing it. You'll see that you have this rich experience, uh, right? There's a reason why children, everyone remembers the storm. That they grew up in. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotionally rich experience. And you become very other to the whole experience. And since that experience was done in order to connect to Hashem. So, so your, your human emotion is allowed to uplift your Misa. And make it a much more connected Misa. Why doesn't that trafe it up? Well, why should why it? Why doesn't your Gishmak trafe up the Mitzvah? Exactly. It goes back to what we spoke originally. There's, uh, in, I think it was in the second share. Now we spoke about the difference between motivation and... And, and things that you just get, benefits that you get on the side. The motivation of doing this is because Hashem said so. So then any experience of Gishmak gets attached to that and helps you attach to Hashem better. Because that's what it does. It makes me more excited to attach to Hashem. I have more of a Gishmak than that. There's less holding me back. When I, have a, when I have a block, when my body does not want to be doing a mitzvah, and I go and I do the mitzvah, fine. Okay? So then I, I am... Less involved in the mitzvah. Now, on the other hand, the other hand, if a mitzvah is extremely, I'm not extremely not interested in doing a mitzvah. Let's say someone cannot stand learning, and it's literally torture for him to sit down and learn, but he does it anyway. So that shows a tremendous attachment to the mitzvah. 
right? You don't, what things do you do that you hate doing? Only things that you must do, right? I must breathe. So even if it's very, right, when I, when I had corona, right? Every breath was like, it was, it was, it was hard. It was painful and scary and, and not geschmack to breathe. But I did it anyways, because otherwise you're dead. And so, so that, the fact that I relate to Torah as otherwise I'm dead, it shows a very deep connection. As long, as long, or as long as you're okay doing it. You know, as long as Lomaisa do it because you have to. If you do it because someone's making you, and you're just doing it to get someone off your back, so then you lost that on the whole thing. But if you do it because you say, this is what I must do. So that's a very deep connection. Now, there's a way to do them both. You get a geschmack, you're learning too. That means if you hate learning, but you do it anyway, and you try to get a geschmack out of doing it anyway, so then you, you get sort of the best of both worlds. In other words, you, you, you push yourself that even though the geschmack doesn't come naturally to you, but to try to get a geschmack, at least to get a geschmack, you could get like, no, around about geschmack. It's geschmack for me, that it's so hard to do, and that I get to do it, because it's so hard. Like imagine, if a person, uh, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, what would be an example? Uh, he, he's trying to become friends with someone. And he wants to show that he's like reliable. Right? So, so he says, look, uh, let me, uh, you know, uh, the guy asks him, could you, could you bring me something up in camp? So he says, yeah, yeah, you can count on me, I'm going to bring it. And then his car breaks down. So he doesn't enjoy any of the, you know, and uh, 600 things happen that would make it that he couldn't bring it. But he pushes through them and brings it anyway. So then, Avada, that's not, um, he doesn't enjoy the fact that his car broke down. He doesn't enjoy that he had to crawl through the mud. Then he slipped into a, you know, thorn patch. And then, right, and he crawled his way out. And then a dog stole it. And he chased after the dog for four miles. And whatever. He doesn't enjoy any of those things. Except he enjoys the fact that they happen because of what they allow him to do. To show how much he, how, how reliable he is. And how much he can be counted on. And it gives him the ability to express his, his love, admiration, dedication to the cause. So then he, he's happy because of what it, the opportunity offers him. So when a person has a mitzvah that comes naturally to them, so then use that gishmak to make the mitzvah better, to, to get yourself more connection to Hashem through the gishmak of the mitzvah. <coughs> when the mitzvah comes unnaturally to you, so use the difficulty of the mitzvah, push through the difficulty, understand that, that's, that those are points. And every time it happens, it's like, yes, you're, you're in the bonus because... Anything you do now is added connection to Hashem. And if you could, when that happens, to try to, to, to eke out simcha in at least the ability to show your dedication to Hashem. This is Rabbi Yishit, they said a beautiful line. Um, a, a bacher, like, realized, told him, he says, look, I, I woke up at like three in the morning and I realized that I hadn't done my uh, So I said, Hashem understands, and I went back to sleep. So we told him, he said, it's true, Hashem understands. Hashem understands that you don't love Him enough to get out of bed. He understands more than you do all the difficulties you have. He chaps them to Malay much better than you do. And He chaps everything. And He also chaps that you did not get out of bed for Him. And that you didn't love Him enough to overcome those difficulties and get out of bed. He understands that too. And if you would have done it, so you would have shown Hashem there's nothing that stands between me and you. You don't, and even when you can't get yourself to do it b'simcha, right? Let's say a guy, just take the example of a husband and wife. It's three o'clock in the morning, 
And his wife tells him, uh, I don't know if we locked the front door. Could you go check? He's like, look, it just snowed. Nobody is coming in the snow. Right? And, and, and no one comes in Muncie anyway. And the other lock is locked. It's the second lock you want me to check. She says, I know. But I want you to check it anyways. So, Lichatchila, I guess, would be, he would say, What an opportunity! Oh, I'm always looking to show you how much I love you. Leap out of bed and dance his way down the hallway and lock the door and then whatever. Shame he couldn't go to the middle of the morning and then everything. Odds did. Well, let's say he can't get himself to do that. And he, and he's muttering all the way. Lock the door what did he show? He showed that. Doing what she wants is more important than staying in bed. And, and Hoguva, the fact that he doesn't understand it, and he thinks it's a shtickle crazy to begin with, and, 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 and all the things that he said make it, a, 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 on a certain way, a greater, a greater show of how much he cares about her, that he's willing to overcome all those difficulties to do it. Now, if he was, a, again... It, yeah, but Hoguva, what's the smartness? If he doesn't want to be connected to her, if he doesn't want to have a kshaykhist, then it's not smart. And it would be a perfect time to lay down the law. Say, look, my sleep is more important than my connection to you. Right? And, and he would show that. And look, the marriage will either survive or not. But, but that, that would be... That is what a person is saying when he doesn't get out of bed for my hand. He's saying, I, I'm, I'm, I, when, when it comes, I don't mind being connected to Hashem. But let's put it in its proper perspective. There's sleep. You know, and then there's connected Dashem, and then they have to be put in the correct order. Right? And when a person, so, so that's, these are opportunities that, again, we don't look for an opportunity to, where I don't want to serve Hashem. Rather, we would prefer that we want to serve Hashem. Why? But doesn't the Funsar Arga say that if I don't like matzah and I force it down my throat and I manage to eat it anyway? Yeah. So. I went through more tsar. When I don't eat the whole day before, if I don't eat the day before, so I'm hungry, that was also tsar. Tsar was not eating. Tsar was not eating. And, and when I, I like turn my... myself into a person, I, I, there's a there's docha maisa with the, with the, what's it called? The, the, the Amshin of Rav uh, Laiba Wilger was my Rosh Kolo, was the, is a, a mechutim with him. So he asked his son once, you know how it goes there. So he says, he says the bedikas chametz looks like everyone else's bedikas chametz. So you know he's sitting there with toothpaste going through the Lego, whatever it is. It just happens that we're, it's happening during the day. <laughs> it's happening at weird times. But but um, he said by the seder once he came and he picked up the vacher and he held it for like a half hour. He put it back down. He was misboyne and he picked it back up again. It was like an hour and a half later he made kiddush. So I asked him what 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 was that? He says. He felt that he was drinking it because he was thirsty. So he he, he fasted like the whole day before. What, it was at the end of a long time of not eating. So he was trying to get to the point where he would drink it L'Shem Shemai. So, so um, which gets harder because the longer you don't drink it, the thirstier you get. So you're fighting against yourself. But Lamaisa he got to the point where he felt that he was drinking L'Shem Shemai. Now, that only, that only works for people like him. In other words, where when their, their body starts to become a distraction to them, as opposed to a suyua in serving Hashem. In other words, if you reach a level where your mind is much more connected to Hashem than your body can ever be in this world, so then at that point, or someplace along the line, that becomes a, a form of avayda. That's called the avayda precious, but it's really far into Mitzel's germ. It's not early in the process, and it's not the end of the process either. The end of the process is supposed to be that you can use that, that the, 
the physical urge to drink becomes so divorced from your from yourself, from so many years of not listening to it, that it becomes a zach on the side. Which is not impossible, by the way. You and I do it also. If, we, if someone would show us like a geschmack a cheeseburger and say, analyze food-wise the cheeseburger. So you could sit in and look at it and, oh, yeah, I hold, taka. it must be really good. And I'm watching on the... It, bechlal doesn't hit your, it doesn't hit you at all. It, it's like a total outside discussion. There's no part of us, and in most from people, that, that, that actually yearns for the cheeseburger. Because we're so departmentalized when it comes to that. Trafe is trafe, and it's so trafe and so separate from us, that it's something we can talk about, but it doesn't hit us. So, when you actually put it in your mouth, and you feel the pleasure, that's much harder to do. But it's shaykh to reach a level where a person can physically experience pleasure, and, and experience it as a separate thing from themselves. And then, how nice, there's pleasure happening here. Beautiful. Let's use that for Hashem. And then they become like a Mizbeach, and, and everything you put on it becomes a carbon, and that's, that's a level called Kedusha, and that's way up at the end, end, end of Silm Zilshan. So, but but on, a, on a lower level, for us, the, the turning yourself into a person who experiences pleasure as a Siyua for Mitzvah is hard. And that's Lafum People are not naturally like that. Right? And therefore, when a person is able to do that, so that, that tsar becomes a part of their agra. So, again, I, I think this is a... It's, you know, sometimes uh, you could learn that Hashem is a hashkafa sefer, which is mainly what we're doing. But it's always good in the end to take, when you can, to take hashkafa and, and turn it lamaisa. The lamaisa of this is to understand, again, that... And really, Mr. Shon, he makes a very big doggish at the end of the first parak that the more into a mitzvah you get, so then the, what the mitzvah is meant to do, and what the mitzvah is there for, which is to connect to Hashem, happens more. If a person is looking, they said, look, I already did the mitzvah. How can I upgrade my mitzvah? So, upgrade number one is to make sure you're doing all the dikduke halach. Make sure you're doing the mitzvah mamish right, and not leaving out parts of it. Once you finish that, so again, there, chasidim may hold at a certain point, the, the mamish, not every... Dikduk of the din is, is the next step even, but what everyone could agree is after that, how much dveikus you're putting into the mitzvah? How much am I in, present in the mitzvah that I'm doing? Am I awake to the fact that I'm doing a mitzvah, that I'm focused on that I'm doing a mitzvah, that I want to be doing a mitzvah? And the more and a person should try to use all of their emotional and, and psychological tools to get themselves more into the mitzvah. Right, I, I, you know, I had a, there was one time someone gave me money for a sukkah, so I, I decided to buy like a lighter sukkah. Well, my side kept my wooden sukkah because it's very hard to put up my wooden sukkah, and it falls down and it gets holes in it and it crashes on my head. And but and and I'm holding it up with a foot and a hand and a, trying to string tie like this. Maybe some kids should come and help. But but you know, I'm, I'm putting the whole thing together. But by the time I get it done. For sukkahs, I sit in and it's my sukkah. It's, they tell me the lighter sukkahs. I'm not, I would still have somewhat that experience. So, but I don't want to click sukkah. I want a sukkah that, that I sweat and get cuts and I'm stapling and holding and I'm coming up with contraptions to make it work. Because then when I sit in it, I, I love my sukkah. And I get a geschmack from sitting in my sukkah. And when you make your own wicks for Hanukkah, I thought you could crack the top. And, and Look, if the person in the time he'd be making a wick would really be 
getting tiferai in the sugya of Hanukkah. So then you're getting more of a connection than you get from making your own wicks. But if, that's, if that isn't the alternative option, it's just easier to buy pre-made menorah so I don't have to waste time getting it ready every day. Right? By the eighth day, you have a bunch of menorahs there and you, you sit in there rolling wicks and rolling wicks that don't burn properly and whatever. It takes a long time. Hagufa, the fact that I cut out time in my schedule to make my own wicks because I, I want to be part of this mitzvah. So that makes, when you do the mitzvah, you become more Dalek Tashem. Right? But Hasidim, they say, the, you know, the Shaif Ravar, that the Achon of the mitzvah is aggressive in the mitzvah. What they mean by that is, not Avada, if you did Achon and did no mitzvah, it would be nothing. But when you do Achonah for a mitzvah, that gives the whole engine to the mitzvah. That's what creates this powerful connection that when you do the mitzvah, you become Dovak Tashem, Mamish. As opposed to if you would put much less into it. So Avada is a certain amount of Dvekas. But a lot not. You're leaving a lot on the table. So as we look to improve, and again, you, know, you have a Yontif. Right? On one hand, the Mishalach Monases are a little crazy and at hand and whatever. But on the other hand, they're not. Because if a, so if a person really goes all out on the Shalach Manas, it makes a beautiful Shalach Manas. So it depends. If what they're being medavic themselves to is, what is my neighbor going to think? So then, then that's just a mice of Olam Hazah, and you're pulling away from your mitzvah. But if a person says, I'm doing this mitzvah, I want to do it beautifully, and for real, and they say, and I have a certain amount of gaiva that I did a nice one, I did absolutely huge gaiva to, do, to get really involved in the mitzvah. I want to have the nicest mitzvah here. It's, that's very tricky when you're working with Gaiva, because Lamaise, you're probably connecting to yourself a lot. But, but if there's a certain, if, there's, if a person, let's say, is artistic, so they'll use the geschmack of making an artistic Shalach um, Manas. Uh, if a person, if a person uh, is, is a is, uh, is not a person, they like giving, so you use it and you let it pour out on Purim to give big Shalach Manases with a lot of stuff and you know, eat this guy like this bottle of whiskey. So you get him this bottle of whiskey and this guy likes this, I don't know, who likes a pineapple and a whatever, but you get the Rebbe a pineapple and a whatever, right? And you, and you, you really give it because you want to make the person happy. So other Rebbe, then you're becoming more attached to the mitzvah and that's a mile.